Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Doug Carr, Scott Anderson, 97, won a ticket. Some line stuff we'll get to a little bit later on. You want to keep talking college football. Wolverine fans, do you do you have big concerns here? Or does it kind of feel a little bit familiar? A little bit familiar. Um I mean, look, the defense looks great. The offense, the old line hasn't, they haven't broken off like one of those 60, 70 yard touchdown runs yet, which would certainly make everybody feel better. Well, they have a 54 yarder. They have a 54 yard or run. Anyway, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, but the, you know, the Donovan Edwards thing against Ohio State, it just probably should serve as a reminder how special that day was and that fourth quarter was to have a 75 yarder and an 85 yarder. But. Meanwhile, Michigan State, um, we talked a little bit about the Tucker thing uh, before the break, but, um, you know, look, they were down 21-3. 21-3 or 21-6 at the half? Uh, 21-3. Okay. So, second half, look, they got to a point where in the fourth quarter, they were still in it. They were still in it. I guess my question is for you is, do you have right now any desire to maybe see a little bit more of another quarterback? Um, I'm always curious about the next guy, right? And Caton Hauser is the redshirt freshman. He was the elite 11 quarterback, um, pretty good pedigree. And I'm curious of, of him, but Noah Kim has showed me some things that I, that I do like. He's, he's more than flashed at times with a strong arm, um, reasonably accurate arm. I like how he throws a deep pass. He's not afraid to take off and run. He's got a little bit of speed, but unfortunately, he's made some costly uh, errors, and the turnovers that uh, on Saturday can't have. And then Kaiten Hauser comes in, and he does the same thing. You can't throw an interception when you're in the red zone. Just don't do it. Can't have it. Can't have those plays. So I don't think anything's settled at Michigan State. Harlan Barnett said yesterday that they're going to stick with Noah Kim as a starter for now. I don't think it's any ringing endorsement. I think it's we're going to go with it until it, it goes south, and then we'll give Hauser another opportunity. And um, you know, even Sam Levitt got in the game, uh, the freshman quarterback. Even he got in the game on Saturday. But I think it's definitely between Kim and Hauser, and Kim has the – I don't think it's a slight advantage. I think he still has an advantage until he proves otherwise. But if he starts committing turnovers against Iowa, yep. then I think you could see a change. But I was, you know, the thing about Iowa is their defense is always good. 
Phil Parker knows what he's doing, man. He's a, he's a hell of a, of a defensive mind. And Iowa's always had these really good defensive teams. Iowa's offense is pathetic this year. I don't think Michigan State's offense is pathetic. It's not as good as you want it to be, but it's not pathetic. This is going to be an interesting game when it comes to Saturday, how they, how these teams match up. Michigan State wants to throw the ball. Seems like at times they really have guys that have made some great plays for them, and then they don't. Montori Foster made a, a couple of great oh. catches and then dropped the one in the end zone that was perfectly thrown. And uh, that was disappointing because it came at a really not a de- it wasn't a necessarily a desperate time, but it came at a time when it would have been what really welcomed to catch that what ball and, and help out with momentum. Um, but like everything else, you're dealing with some injuries, like every other team's dealing with injuries. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a slow climb, but I think that they, I'm hoping that they, this team hit bottom when they faced Washington with against uh, Maryland. It, it, it looked awful to start off and then they started to get better, but then they would shoot themselves in the foot, but at least they showed a pulse. There was no pulse against Washington. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right? Against Maryland, Nathan Carter had some nice runs. Almost had 100 yards. I think he ended up with 94 or 97 yards in that game. He had to start the season a couple of really good games. I think he's a really good running back. He's averaging over five yards a carry. I think they need to find a way to, you know, push forward with that offensive line. Make sure you you put a man on a man. Get Start blocking better. This offensive line has got to be better for Michigan State to have any prayer of doing things offensively to perhaps get them in bowl contention. But to try to find four wins the rest of the way, it's it's tough sledding right now. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Hawkeyes are greeted by their own fans. That was such a bad performance. There is a, I'm, I'm sensing, I might be wrong on this, a growing hostility towards Brian Ferentz. I think it's been there. I think that's clear. But is it now to the point where people are mad at Kirk Ferentz? Is there going to be hostility towards the team? Is it make Iowa a place that a team can go into and win a night game that it's not as hostile of an environment as it typically is? Um, because it is it is a very – I mean, I was surprised. In the years of doing sidelines, Iowa at night is a real thing, man. 248-539-9797. Let's go to Greg in Dearborn. You're on 97. What a ticket. Hi, Greg. Hey, guys. How's it going? Okay. Good. Uh, so as far as JJ goes, I think as Michigan fans, we probably just have to kind of realize that the deep ball really isn't part of his game. I mean, in that Ohio State game, those guys are just running wide open. And I mean, he even kind of underthrew Bill Jackson for at least one or two of them. So I think what Harbaugh's doing right now, getting them with those runs and being real careful not to get hurt, that's just going to set up those plays later on in the year where he's going to fake like he's going to run it and then pass it to Colts of Oven over the top. And that's, those are going to be the plays. So they're, they're not really going to turn out a lot of points, you know. So my question to you guys, though, is this weekend, I mean, for me, I would definitely put more money on Michigan State to win the game versus 
Michigan to cover. Like what? The, what's the point? Is like twenty-four points or something? I actually haven't seen it yet. I, I'm sure it's, I know it's out there, but uh, well, I mean, do so you, I, I think. I, I was going to say, do you think that Nebraska is able to score points? Maybe not, but I mean, just like Doug was saying, it's an eighteen, like it's an 18 point. Just, it's an eighteen point spread right now. Michigan's favored by eighteen. So all these games are like real close at half. Like, Michigan, you know, that Doug was just talking even about. even last year, man, when they went undefeated, seven of their nine Big Ten games were one score games at the half, and they were like even losing. Um, I like the over in the Michigan Nebraska game. Over under set at forty. 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 See, here's the thing about Nebraska. I think they're number one in the country in rush defense. Well, they played Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, and Colorado, uh, and Minnesota to start the season, and there's no Mo Ibrahim anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and if Michigan likes to, I mean, this is going to be a better test of Michigan's run game. It's going to be a huge test of Michigan's run game. If I mean, you can get a little bit of a team that just likes to th- sling it all over the place, so it, it can impact and make a team's rush defense looks better. Yeah, Nebraska gives up 46 yards a game on the ground. But, again, it's who they who they faced. Yep. Yep. I mean, but look, that early, that can be indicative of how good good you might be. It could be. Well, the other thing is because it's Michigan, you know that you're going to get the best the best punch from Nebraska. This is, this is the big game on the schedule for Nebraska because it's Michigan. Yep. And I look at the rest of their schedule, but if they play, obviously, Ohio State or Penn State, it's going to have that same field. You get the big games, you got to be ready. That's the thing. If you're Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan, every week you're getting the best punch from the opposition. Yeah. And for Nebraska, this is, I mean, unless it's Iowa, this is their marquee home game. Unless they look at it, the Iowa rivalry, maybe they think of it that way. But 